You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget here on Moody Radio 89.3. Well, did you know Florida is number three for reports of human trafficking? How can we understand this issue and its impact on our community and what can be done about it? Well, we are talking with Laura Cusack, who is the president of the Human Trafficking Coalition of the Palm Beaches, and they've got some online presentations that are coming later this month. We'll tell you about that and much more. But first, let's say, Laura, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Hi, good morning. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, can we start with just a little information about the organization? Tell us uh, it's, it's maybe its goals and its purpose and how long it's been in existence. Sure. So we are a nonprofit. We became a nonprofit last year. We've been around since 2005 as a coalition and community group. And our purpose is really to get education awareness into the community on human trafficking. So we are approved by the Palm Beach County School District to go into middle and high school schools and educate youth, staff on human trafficking and online safety. We also educate medical staff, hospitality staff, parents, um, dental uh, students and, and, and uh, professionals. Uh, we really go in anywhere that we can. We train TSA at the Palm Beach Airport this year. So our, our biggest goal is really to prevent human trafficking and limit the number of individuals who end up finding themselves trafficked. Are people surprised with the information you give them that this can kind of be happening right underneath their eyes? Absolutely. I think people think this is an issue that happens overseas, but we certainly see it happening here in Palm Beach County. We have sex trafficking and labor trafficking here it's impacting our youth, our adults, um, and really, you know, it's an issue that can really impact anyone just because of the connection we all have through the Internet. Mm-hmm. And you talked about all the places that you're going to bring this awareness because it really does take that approach. It, it can be like Eric said, underneath our noses. It can you can mm-hmm. if you work at a mm-hmm. restaurant, there's ways that you can, you know, notice things that are different. Or if you're a teacher in a school, we really do need to be aware. Tell us how this uh, some telltale signs that someone may be in this type of problem. Absolutely. And honestly, I can't say how many presentations we've done where people have come up and said, you know what, now that you've mentioned this, looking back, I had a patient a couple years ago or a student, and now I see they were being trafficked and I, and I missed it. I didn't recognize it. But now I will because I, I know these signs. And really, it kind of varies based on the type of trafficking and the demographic. But when you have people that are being labor trafficked, they're being forced to work against their will in some way. And this could be kids that are being forced to sell things door to door through what we call traveling sales crew or forced to work maybe in convenience stores. Um, We have adults being forced to work in agricultural settings or in the hospitality setting. With sex trafficking, this this is individuals forced to engage in some kind of commercial sexual act. So any sexual act traded for something of value would fall under this definition. And with kids, they don't have to be consenting, obviously. They're not old enough to consent. So any kid that's engaging in a commercial sex act is considered a victim. And so we see early signs of individuals who especially youth who might withdraw. Um, they're maybe being threatened by a trafficker, so they're withdrawing, they're depressed, they're scared. Um, you might see changes in behavior in school um, or lack of interest in things that you select, like hobbies and sports and things like that. Um, gifts that all of a sudden they have all these nice new things that you know you didn't buy or their family didn't buy them. Who's providing them those things? Um, and finally, if it's taking place online, recognizing um, they might react kind of aggressively or drastically if you kind of walk by the computer or their phone or you ask to see it they're fearful or they don't want you to see who they're talking to or what uh, interactions are actually taking place online and on those apps 
Before we go any farther here, I, I just feel like there's somebody listening right now going, okay, this is a fire hose of information right now, and it's coming at, at me too quickly, and I, I've really not even processed this before, but I need more information. Where do they go so that you guys can come and kind of assist them in getting a better understanding of what this is all about? Absolutely. So on our website, uh, htcpb, like palmbeach.org, so htcpb.org, we have information. We have a list of all the trainings we provide. You can request a presentation there. So we will go to your group and provide this training. We just did a, a virtual online safety presentation this week for parents to learn how to talk to their kids about online safety, to learn the risks and how to recognize an online safety situation online, how to respond to it. We do virtual and in-person presentations. And you can also see any upcoming events we have on that website as well. And then finally, we do host monthly meetings. So if anyone wants to continue learning more, you're always welcome to come to our monthly meetings. They're virtual right now, open the community. We always have a different guest speaker coming to talk about some aspect of trafficking. And again, you can sign up on our website for those meetings, but they're always the second Wednesday of every month from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. on Zoom. Yeah, we've got a link to this organization at our webpage, ericandbridget.org. What's the impact of this on our community and even our state, it being number three in calls for this issue? Yeah, so, I mean, the number three ranking is, number. first of all, it is because we have so so many cases. We're a larger population center right here in Florida and in Palm Beach County. Um, But also part of that number is because we've been doing such incredible awareness work over so many years here in our community. So with more education, the hope would be, right, the more people would recognize what's happening and and report that. So um, I think that's the positive aspect behind us being number three here in Florida. And so we do see, you know, individuals calling and recognizing it. And our whole goal is for a young person or an adult to recognize when they're being groomed or recruited by that trafficker and be able to shut that down, walk away, get help before they end up fully being trafficked. And I think that's really the power of awareness and prevention is to educate people before it even happens. We know our youth are being approached by people online all the time. Um, The National Center for Missing Exploited Children reported a 98% increase in online enticement between 2019 and 2020. It's happening. So we have to really give our kids the tools and the information so that they can recognize when it's happening and reach out to their parent or trusted adult to seek help um, and, and prevent any further exploitation. All right. Give us a couple tools here then. If we're talking about our kids and protecting them, what are some practical things we can be on the lookout for? Some things that can help us maybe understand, okay, th- this is a concerning thing we need to be careful of and uh, let's let's ask some questions or do some things. What, what can we do to protect our children? Yeah, absolutely. So number one, monitor. I know no parent wants to be the bad guy, but monitor the apps and, and their online life. Monitor who they're talking to. You'll hear that from anywhere from a prosecutor to a victim advocate to law enforcement. They'll all tell you that. Um, Number two is have conversations with the young person, ongoing conversations. This is not a one-time kind of talk about how to be safe online. This is ongoing to make sure they know that door's open. If something ever happens online, here's how you and I can navigate that together. I'm not going to just ground you and assume that, you know, it was your fault. I'll believe you when you say, listen, they sent this image to me or asked for it. And I didn't look, I didn't want that. We actually created a resource because we know this is challenging for parents uh, and intimidating, I think, to have these conversations. And we created a resource cookbook, actually. It's, yes, part cookbook with recipes from the community, but part discussion guide. There's about eight sections with discussion guide, talking points, activities to do together around the dinner table to talk about anything from sex trafficking to online safety, labor trafficking, vulnerabilities, all of that with middle and high school youth. So 
um, we, you, that's information for that is on our website, but we've really tried to create some resources to help you have those conversations. And the biggest thing is just not be afraid to go there mm-hmm. and to make sure that this is, you know, a part of the life skills that we're giving to our young people is that information and education. We are talking with Laura Cusack, who is president of the Human Trafficking Coalition of the Palm Beaches. This issue that impacts uh, not just Palm Beach County, Broward, Miami as well, all throughout the state of Florida, which is why it's so key that we are aware. I remember hearing a presentation, Laura, from a woman who was a survivor of this, and she was not the person you would imagine. She was a young adult. She was a college student. Uh, She looked from the outside to be confident and have things together, but somehow she fell into this trap um student dead and didn't know what didn't have family support and didn't even know she was being groomed in this way so this is really a danger mm-hmm. for people who may not even realize that they are um, mm-hmm. susceptible to this absolutely and that's really what you know we why we encourage awareness for anyone in the community because the reality is the person being trafficked probably isn't going to recognize what they're experiencing. So it's up to us, you know, those in your professional field, at going to the grocery store, a uh, member of your church, you know, a parent with kids in your life. Um, it's up to us to really understand this so that when we recognize it, we know who to call, how to report and seek help. And there's actually the National Human Trafficking Hotline, which is available 24-7 anywhere in the U.S. It can be called to report human trafficking. And I can go ahead and give that number Mm-hmm. Um, it's one eight 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 three seven three seven eight eight eight. And again, anyone can call. Um, and there's also a way to report online. Uh, and survivors, victims can call, and community members can call as well to report. What happens when you call that number? I mean, if if someone feels yeah. like they're being pressured or something like that, is is are they in danger when they call that line, I guess? Or is this uh, uh, done so that they are feeling safe? I just want everybody to understand the the, um, the importance of that number. Yeah, I mean, it's, so, it's great. So we actually, the National Hotline also has a texting option for individuals to go in and text um, as well if it's unsafe for them to call. And they can just text the words be free or text help to 233733, which is basically the words be free. So text help to 233 233- 733 that's unsafe to call. When you call the hotline, those calls get passed down to, like in our area, we have a human trafficking task force that actually investigates and responds to those calls. It gets passed down to them. If a victim doesn't even want to go the law enforcement route, they just want services, they can still call that number and, and just ask for services. So you can report it anonymously. If you're out and you see something that seems suspicious, you can call that number as well. And again, that information is compiled and passed down to our local authorities here in Palm Beach County who work those cases. Well, Kim, this, Laura, this is such an important conversation for uh, for us to have. As we let you go, it's Human Trafficking Awareness Month. You've been doing this work for quite a while. Any takeaways from your years of doing this about the importance of education and awareness? I think just don't underestimate the power that each of us have to really make a difference in someone's life. And I know it's easy to kind of doubt what you saw. You you know, was that really suspicious? I don't know. And and kind of question. And really, I mean, I've asked this to uh, law enforcement many times, you know, what do we do in those situations? And they always tell me we would much rather have you call and be wrong than see something and not call and it be, you know, that missing piece of information that we needed. So each of us have a a role. You know, it's not just an issue happening abroad. It's happening right here. And it's up to each of us to kind of do our part to be alert, be aware and take that step when we see, um, you know, something going on in our in our family, in our community. 
Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, this organization is helping us with education and awareness. They've got some online trainings happening soon. Again, we've got a link to them at ericandbridget.org. Well, Laura, thank you for your time. This is uh, so important. It's mm-hmm. one of those things we need that knowledge and then we need to know what to do with it. And you've given us both of that. So uh, we appreciate your time this morning. Thank you so much.